Hello and welcome to the Soul Files podcast. I am Levi Wolf. And I am Abby Murphy. And together we host this podcast. We decided to make this podcast because we are passionate about the people who work at Software One. Between Abby and I, we have 17 years of Software One experience across a number of different roles and locations. And we love getting the chance to dive deeper into the culture of the company. This podcast is a behind the scenes look at some of our friends at Software One. We call them Swomies. The things they do at work and even some of their hobbies and activities outside of work. So whether you're a current employee, a prospective new Swomie, a Software One alumni, a customer, a partner, or just a friend of the show, we hope you enjoy this deep dive into the people of Software One and the things that make them great. Enjoy the show. Well, today is a very exciting episode because we get to talk to someone who has her own podcast. Um, I think I just saw, what, 126 episodes, Aries? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So Abby and I have a ways to go. We're on like 20. So We have so um, much to learn. We booked Aries to, yes. to just teach us how to be better podcasters. <laughs> you know, I, I reviewed your first episode, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, we that was rough. I'm like, the, the early episodes are really rough, but- it just shows we're all work in progress, you know? We can maybe yeah. share the story of when we first met too. But before we even get to that, how about a little bit of introduction? So um, Aries, if you wouldn't mind just giving us um, your name and maybe what you do at Software One. My name is Aries Webb-Williams and I am officially today an account manager. Sweet. Today is a special day. It's um, April 1st, which is the start of a new quarter. And two of of the three of us on this podcast both have new roles as of today. So that's kind of fun. Love it. And it's April Fool's Day. And Anyone it's playing April any Fool's tricks? Day. Aries season. Oh. Oh, and it, it well, it's we could very, not have picked a better day to do this podcast. This is perfect. <laughs> Love it. So I think we gotta start off with the first topic and just talk a little bit about we've already mentioned you're a podcaster. Um, you've got a podcast, so yeah. Tell us about what that is. Obviously, you've been doing it for a while. So when you got it started and um, yeah, just tell us about it. Yeah. So the Bo Black Girls podcast is really a podcast that is dedicated to black women and those that support black women. Right. So we saw a gap in kind of direct. We started in 2019. So um, a lot at that time was focused um, within the community on the needs of Black women, specifically around corporate America and the experience um, and what we were experiencing. And a lot of conversation was happening within the Black women kind of sphere and finding out that a lot of us were experiencing the same type of um, just microaggressions and different kind of things that weren't really great stories. <laughs> and so we were like, okay, we started having some dialogue around it, actually in person meetings, you know, and putting panels together and things like that. So it started off like that. And then we would get people coming up to us after we're like, you know, we need to talk about this more because we weren't really talking about it publicly. This is pre George Floyd, you know, pre everybody mm -hmm, yeah. talking about diversity, equity, inclusion. So even like when we thought about creating this, we're like, I don't have a platform for us to keep talking about this. And we decided to start a podcast. And me and Kim laugh all the time about how when we first came up with the name, we were like not comfortable telling people the name of it because it <laughs> is a name, you know, like yeah. to tell people, old oh, black girls, they're like, what, what are y'all about to talk about? <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems like a little scary, you know, for some folks, but really bold is actually a 
acronym for uh-huh. building a community of support, um, organizing safe spaces for courageous conversations and promoting the learning and development of black women. So it came from a Martin Luther King speech where he talked about building, organizing, learning, and actually his was um, to earn. So like really teaching us about, you know, how to grow, how we can work on ourselves, you know, just to have the best experience possible within ourselves. You know, we can't really worry about what people, other people are doing, but how can we help each other with our personal and professional development? That's incredible. So Mm -hmm. 126 episodes, that's a lot. What, tell us, like, are there any, like, key learnings or any favorite episodes that you want to call out or shout out? Consistency is key. And that is, this is the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I quit everything when it comes to, like, working out. You know, you're like, we'll start again on Monday. This one, I had a podcast before this. And it was kind of just my getting my feet wet and learning how to podcast. Yeah. And I learned a lot from just that experience because I wasn't consistent. It was a whole bunch of stuff I was doing wrong. So when I we started this one, I was like, okay, now I know how I actually would want my podcast to be based on looking at others and things like that. And so we podcast every week. We have we take a couple breaks in between the seasons, but we're we try to stay very consistent. And having a partner like how you all do, it helps because it re- it le- alleviates the burden on one person to try to figure out how to you know make it happen. So. You know, batch recording is really great. (laughs) Uh, The more you have ahead, it it relieves stress. And um, we've had some great guests on our podcast. We've had an author. Our actual first guest on our podcast was an author called, her name is Minda Hartz. And she wrote a book called The Memo, What Women of Color Need to Know to Secure Their Seat at the Table, which was right in alignment with what we were trying to create. So it was just like, great. I ended up meeting her like on Twitter and we were just having the conversation as she was working on the book. The book wasn't even out yet. And I had already like, when you come to Dallas, like we need you to come. And she did our first live uh, podcast episode, which was episode 10. And we had 100 people show up. Wow. And that was right before the pandemic. So yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Well, and um, you started doing... Um them on YouTube now too, right? So not just, you can find them wherever you find your podcast, but you also have a a YouTube component of it, right? Yes. We just hit our 1000th subscriber. Woohoo! That's a whole nother beast, right? Like that's a whole nother beast from, we, we start, we always started out recording them from my cell phone. It was so (laughs) good. If you go back to any of those old ones, you'll see how raggedy it was. And our audio was, (laughs) Crash. It wasn't even connected to the microphone. It was all over the place. But I love to leave it there because it so shows the growth and where yeah. we've come. One thing the pandemic helped us with was the audio because everybody started doing everything on Zoom. And we were like, hey, we can do this on Zoom, you know, and we got the audio connected and I don't have to use my cell phone uh, and all this stuff. So things, you know, became easier. But yes, YouTube, uh, we again, that was a big milestone for us. And um, yeah, we're, we're on both both places, visual and uh, audio. Very cool. So I I feel like it now might be a good time to share the story um, of when we first met. And I want to hear your version of it, Aries, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I hope it aligns with what I remember. But Yes. Yeah, so for me, coming to Software One was my first day was January the 6th, 2020, which was the first day of Accelerate. Uh, and... 
that was my, you know, meeting everybody all at once, right, at Accelerate. So we were in Dallas, right? We were in Dallas. It all just was working out for me, you know, to be like, okay, it's right, first day. And so I think, I can't remember how we actually started talking. I just feel like, you know, I was walking around trying to meet everybody. I was trying to meet as many people as possible. We talked, and I think I mentioned having a podcast, and you told me that you all were working on one. So we connected, and then you were like, is it okay if I share the episode that we have with you. And I'm like, of course. Uh, And so once we kind of got back, I know we communicated some at Accelerate as well. But once I got back and you sent it to me, you know, you followed up. And then I like, I remember giving like a little feedback and, and then we just stayed connected from there. I feel like me, you and Abby always just kind of had this like little thing that just, yeah, these are my people right here. I I like, I like your version of the story. I think it's less, um creepy maybe what i remember <laughs> is that um you were there pro- probably introduced whatever hey new new sales rep in texas i think we connected on linkedin and i saw that you had a podcast mm-hmm. and so i remember one of the evenings because um this is like where everyone from our company from north america gets together you know we're all day uh, events in in dallas and i remember like going up to you and saying hey like tell me about your podcast like you have a podcast we were probably at a happy hour or something and then i remember like bring bringing abby over like hey aries has a podcast like we have to talk to her about that so we had just put we had just started in i think december so like the month before we had just officially like put this We're whole file together yeah. yeah so it was good timing um but yeah that that's what i remember about it i don't know abby if you remember anything differently well too. i so I, Aries was joining my old team because I used to be on the inside team supporting Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas. Um, so I think like Lindsay Roussel pulled me over and was like, you have to meet Aries. And then like Levi, you're like, have you met Aries? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I just met him. You're like, he was a podcast. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So that's kind of my memory of it is. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. I feel like all of those make sense. I remember all of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, and- it's consistent. Yeah. 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 I'm like, you're so – you're so good at networking. And I feel like yes. you've kind of mastered like both in person and online. And like they kind of like you're really good at like making sure you have an online presence, but like you're also doing all these in person um like events and, and speaking engagements. Can you speak to kind of the like the blending of IRL and online that yes. you have? Yes. I started out, I remember back about let's say 2016, I did not have a good network at that time. And I didn't realize it until I was transitioning jobs. And I was like, I don't know who to tell that I'm looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> I only really deal with people who I'm at work with. And I realized at that point that I needed a network. You know, you need an internal network and you need an external network. So you can't just have people that you work with. You can't only have people outside of your company. So I, it took time to master how to balance those two things. And I was an adopter of LinkedIn when it first came out even though I didn't know how to use it, you know, really the way like now, right. You know, we all know LinkedIn is like a business card at this point, but I just, I joined ATW, which is the nonprofit organization here in Dallas for women in technology. And um, it was through going to different things. I just would see topics of events that were happening that were interesting to me. And I would go visit, you know, just as a, as a, as a guest, you know, and go to these talks and listen to other people and say, who do I want to meet? And I would kind of prepare ahead of time and start researching people and say, okay, so if I meet this person, I'll have something I could talk to them about. You know, I started doing that. 
And the more I started doing that, I started practicing how to network. I think networking is very intimidating, especially you walk in a place you don't know anyone, mm-hmm. small talk, you know, it's awkward and all that stuff. But the more you actually do it, you can prepare yourself ahead of time by learning about who's going to be there, you know, first. So you kind of have a little bit of, uh, hey, I saw you went to UT Dallas and I went to UT Dallas. That's awesome. Like what year, you know, at least having something to talk about then uh, it makes it a lot easier. So I really started learning that. I feel like at Software One is where I really, ma- this is the best I've done it. Like, mm. <laughs> honestly, so you guys are getting like the many years <laughs> of practice. It finally was like, you know, the day of uh, Accelerate, my director at the time was like, it's going to be like drinking out of a fire hose. It's probably going to feel intimidating. I'm like, I do this. Like, yeah. I'm a networker. You know, I'm going to treat this like I'm going to a big conference. And I'm going to just meet as many people as possible and make as many LinkedIn connections as possible. And I just was very open, you know, hey, what do you do? And, you know, just talking to all the people and connecting with them as well. So I think when I came out of Accelerate that year, I had like 70 new connections. Oh, wow. And even he said, like, I've never had someone, I've never been asked about someone this <laughs> much. <laughs> like so many people had came up to him was like, Aries is super cool, you know, or whatever. You know, they met yeah. me. I'm like, this yeah. is cool. I was impressed. I was like, all right, that's cool. So, yeah. You were already famous from day one. Um, but it sounds like, I mean, like you said, that a lot of work went into that. And I know something I struggle with for like those types of things is like, what do you talk about? Right. Like the weather, no sports, like, no. So like give it, just dive a little more into that. Like, what do you talk about? <laughs> yeah. So let's, okay. If you're somewhere brand new, obviously you all are at an event. You're somewhere together. You're at the same place. So you have something in common, right? First thing is, how did you hear about this this thing? You know, wherever we're at, right? Sure. How did you hear about it? Who invited you? Or, you know, then you can start connecting the dots, right? On, oh, okay, you your company sponsors or your this, you know, there's always some follow-up conversation to have. Or it could be something simple like, oh, I love those earrings, you know, or you know, just to get a conversation started, sometimes I like to look for people who also look lost. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> yeah. Those are easy targets, right? Where you're like, yeah. oh, you someone know. talks to you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, we both don't know anybody clearly, so let's go meet each other. You know, and obviously it takes you know being bold, <laughs> bold <laughs> enough to to walk up to a stranger. But I think the more you do it, you know, because I've definitely been at those networking events where you walk in and it's like all these people and they're all just going, going and exchanging business. And you're looking like, I don't know what to say to any of these folks. But I think I just listen, observe, you know, and and as I started, you know, preparing and not just going to any old random event, I'm like, OK, this looks like a really good event. Who's going to be on the lineup? Let me go research these people so that I can like get up there and say, hey, you know, I want to meet this person and and have something to talk about. A good book. Uh, Lynchpin and How to Win Friends and Influence People. I think that's what's called. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, the old classic, like, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, those old classics are good ones to really just start learning how to learn, you know, about people enough to start a conversation. I think it's, we make it kind of complex, but it's really just like being curious, be a curious person. I'm always asking questions, so. I think if if nothing else, hopefully that's a big takeaway. People can listen to that. Well, your tips there and um, use that. I also want to say join like, and join a group. Join just, a, a group that uh, with any subject that you like. I don't care if it's knitting, right? Like, yeah, these are the you all have something in common. You can start practicing in a safe space. That's just go for it. You're saying and be bold and use yeah. your passions. 
I wanted to say like humble is a core value of software one. And I think you're a very humble person because you didn't really bring this up at all, but this is my perception of you is like now the 2021, 2022 version, you're like running all these events. You're moderating like everything every week. So like you, I mean, you're like running, running the town. Like what, what, yeah. Talk about that. Like you're not just networking anymore, but you're from networking though. So what I would do is, okay, let's say during the pandemic was interesting because of course in person, I was doing a lot of that in person here locally. Right. And then everything shut down and you're like, Oh, you know, wait a minute. How do you do this online now? Cause we weren't in person anymore. So I had to rely on those old relationships as well as learn how to build new ones. So some of the some of the events that I've hosted are because of people that I had never met in person at the time. I literally w- went to a conference and I would be inside the chat commenting on the speakers. I would go, let's say I'm looking, listening to someone talk um, on an online event, right? I will go to their LinkedIn and I would DM them and say, hey, I'm listening to you right now at the Black Women Talk Tech event and I'm loving what you're saying about blah, 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 I love to connect. And they usually connect with me, you know, and then we just kind of go from there. So that's kind of how I would do it when I, it was just online. So keeping on doing that or being like, oh my God, and tagging people in, on LinkedIn saying, or taking a screenshot and saying, hey, I listened to, you know, I was, I'm at this event and this person is talking about this and it's awesome and tag them and tag the, the event and tag all this stuff. And then they get visibility and now your name is kind of in their, you know, realm or whatever. And it just grows from there. You just continue to meet people that you are, you know, find interesting and connect with them. I always follow up with a LinkedIn, LinkedIn connection. Yeah. Always. And I like that you're like, oh, you got to get specific. I'm listening to you right now at this event. Like, let's go. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I always say I'm right now listening to you talk about, you know, whatever it is. And that resonated with me, you know, or whatever. And yeah. and then they look you up and they're like, oh, this person isn't weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, so, so, yeah. you weren't weird when you were looking at her LinkedIn profile when you first met it. <laughs> good, it good. Yeah, that wasn't creepy. Yeah. 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 And um, the podcasting helps, though. You know, getting comfortable speaking on a microphone, getting comfortable asking questions, being curious. That That's usually how people, uh, you know, end up asking you to kind of do things. They're like, oh, you have a podcast. You're not scared to talk in front of folks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What do you do? People don't like the public speak. So it's kind of easy if you're not scared. So maybe before we talk more and dive into like software one specifically, like um, what are some of the groups that you're maybe most passionate about and that you're involved in? Because again, from the outside looking in, I, I do see that you're involved with a lot of like women in technology and diversity and different things like that. And so, yeah, maybe just confirming if that's kind of where you do focus your area and that you are involved with a lot of those groups. Yep. When I moved to Texas, so I'm from California originally, the Bay Area, and I moved to Texas. Uh, I used to work for AT&T and I moved here with them. So when I came here again, I did not have a network. And one thing that I did, even though like professionally, I felt like, you know, at that time I didn't have what I needed in 2016. But before that, I did anything. I joined uh, back in 2006. I joined the National Black MBA Association because I was at the time getting my MBA and I was just like Googling groups that I could be a part of. I had no idea what the group was right away, but I'm like, okay, we're all MBA people, you know, or whatever. Great. And then that kind of led me into 
um, the National Society of Black Engineers because I was in technology. So I just started joining all these groups that were focused on things that I was interested in, the women in tech stuff as well, right? So that kind of was another part of it. DFW Alliance of Technology and Women is another group that I started. Um, I, I joined and became the program director um, for for a couple years, about three years. And now I'm the vice president of the organization, which is crazy to me, but uh, <laughs> I'm like, how did I get here? Uh, but but because I'm pa- when you're passionate about things, you're going to, you know, gravitate toward that. So for me, I was passionate about how women were being treated. I was passionate about how black folks were being treated. Was, you know, so these are things that would obvi- obviously I'm going to kind of go toward that and be around people that were a safe space, you know, for that. So mm-hmm. that's typically how I would, you know, get get involved. And then also um, when I started at Software One, it was my first sales, like direct sales role. I was doing a lot of consulting and program management, service delivery type of stuff where I'm still on customer sites and doing all that. But um, it was first time doing like a direct sales role. So I joined a group called Sisters in Sales, which is focused on women of color that are in sales and like you know, providing resources and and things like that. So that's another group that I'm pretty heavily involved in as well. So I just like to, I, I try to stay in alignment with what I'm doing. I'm not involved in random stuff. Everything I'm involved in is something that's in alignment with where I feel like either I'm going, where I am, where I'm going, or, you know, where I want to be. And mm-hmm. so I try to stay kind of in my lane and not just spread myself thin all over the place. That's maybe good advice for people too. Yep. Yeah. So Aries, I feel like we need to congratulate you as well because you've recently been a part of like some impressive lists um, and, and won some awards. So uh, they had the inaugural channel Futures DE&I 101 list um, and you were on it, which is incredible. Yeah. Can you speak to that experience? Um, that I just, I, I remember seeing that and being so excited. Yeah, I was in shock as well. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I knew nothing about Channel Futures. I knew nothing. And I just got this email, which I thought was spam at first. <laughs> and they were like, congratulations, you've been, you know, you were nominated, blah, blah, blah. And I remember emailing the lady back like, wait, what? What is this? Where, you know, asked all these questions. I said, who nominated me? You know, because it was something where someone had to nominate you. And I was like, who nominated me? It had to be someone from Software One because you're emailing my Software One email address. So I found out it was Andrew Flores of Appear. And I was really shocked when I saw it was Andrew because I'm like, me and Andrew don't really talk like that. (laughs) Yeah. But when we were, um, when everything went down, you know, with in 2020, I was kind of vocal, you know, in the company around that. And we started having these, conversations every other week about DEI and how we wanted to do better and how we wanted to implement things at Software One. And he used to be on those calls. So Mm. uh, that's kind of what he was saying. He's like, I've just watched you, you know, from afar and just observed, you know, your passion and stuff like that. I was like, whoa. I mean, that meant a lot to me. Like, you know, someone, it's different when you're like campaigning for yourself for something. And vote for me, guys. You know, I'm not that person. I will never campaign for myself. I just (laughs) I've never been that, but when your peers nominate you for something, it's, that's big to me. Yeah. Especially if like, you know, it sounds like he was kind of like, you know, just listening in and and seeing what you were doing and then to to go nominate you. Like, that's so cool. And this was their first time doing this. And it basically, you know, is about people in the organization who's in the channel, right? 
uh, mm-hmm. IT channel and that are making a difference in DEI. And I was just like, oh my God. It's like, you know, when you are passionate and you feel like this is something that is your calling and other people recognize that without you having to like promote it. I feel yeah. like that says you are where you're supposed to be. You're doing exactly. what you're supposed to be doing out here. Yeah. So, yeah. So cool. Um, and then also you were uh, at our na- our national sales kickoff, our Accelerate event. Um, we have a annual Women in Technology Award. Um, and you were the winner this year for that. And another one where I just was, I like stood up and started cheering. I was like, can't think of anyone who deserves this more than Aries. So um, you want to talk a little bit about that as well? I'm surprised I didn't just like fall out or like cry <laughs> or something. Because honestly, now that was another one that I was in complete shock. Like, you know, when we register, you get all those like badges and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, I forgot what it said. It said something like nominee or award nominee. And I'm like, what award did I get? I didn't, you know, I didn't get any of the big heavy hitters. You know, I had exceeded my quota or whatever. So I had my little, you know, plus 100%, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, what's this other thing? Like, I had no idea what it was and nobody was telling me. And that was big. <laughs> that was a big one. It's actually the first award that I've received as far as like a physical award to bring home, you know? Uh, yeah. I'm like, what? And my, you know, with my market leader uh, presenting it to me, that was even bigger, you know, because she's seen, you know, stuff I've been doing too. But it's just like, wow, that's, I don't know. I feel like those are big deals. It's not so much that I think people can get kind of caught up in awards and and things like that. But I just think, Certain ones are are pretty important. And that one was one that I was like, wow, this is just kind of showing what you've been putting work in. Someone is seeing it. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's also a similar one where it's not like you were campaigning for it. Right. And I mean, right. it's also one where, like Abby said, as soon as your name was announced, you know, I think I felt the same way. I can pretty much guarantee everyone in the same room felt like that's a well-deserved award, right? It's not like, ah, oh, that person, like, oh, okay. It was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that. So I think it just shows, again, to what you've been talking about before, it fits well with your passions and what you've been doing. You're very consistent. It's no surprise to see you winning that award. Yes, exactly, exactly. So yeah, I was very and, proud of that. Yeah, and we're so we're so lucky at Software One to have all of your, um, your work and efforts towards our um, diversity, equity, and inclusion program and Mosaic. So that kind of wanted to hear more about, I know you're, you're really involved and you're on the Mosaic board. Um, yes. Can you speak to, to that program and that initiative and, and where it is today and where you see it in the future? Yes. Um, very excited about Mosaic. Another thing that I feel like I'm really proud of, how Software One has really handled things you know companies have been putting all kind of statements out and and doing all these kind of for show type of things and we've really you know stepped in and decided that we wanted to be different and we wanted to do something about it and I really appreciate that about software one so mosaic uh is a our our DEI board I guess you would call it that uh, has a group of folks that were nominated by our uh, RLT our, our leaders, and uh, we kind of come together and, and try to help the organization with seeing things through a lens. We named it Mosaic because it's, you know, um, like a mosaic, right? Different pieces coming together to make something beautiful. That's so, just what I was going to ask, if the name had any meaning or if the letter stood for something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's basically like what we feel like we can accomplish when we, um, like our our, our DEI uh, program manager would say, you know, when we embrace diversity, that's how beautiful it will be, right? A mosaic mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's, it looks like it's all these different colors and all these different th- shapes and sizes and you put it together and it comes out really great. And so that was the idea. And the DEI group that was meeting biweekly is the one that came up with that name. It wasn't the board. It was already kind of sure. established what it was. So so I really loved that because it was so many people that were involved. But really, we we work with our DEI program manager, um, Taryn, to, um, again, help the company kind of see things through a lens of diversity. So like, you know, we have all these holidays. We have all these different things that come up. Like, should we post this on social media? Should we send something out? Should we create an event around this? You know, things like that. So we kind of help strategize um, within NORAM, you know, how we want to attack that and make people feel like they belong, you know, within Software One. So so that's um, very much a group focused internally um, at mm-hmm. Software One, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we work okay. with marketing. We work with pretty much every group that touches any employee at Software One when it comes to, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. That, that's awesome. So th- this has been a lot of good things. And I think the cool part is that they naturally do tie in and flow to um, your day job, so to speak, <laughs> which, yeah. um, you know, is, is sales. We'll explain a little bit more. We've kind of gone through a renaming of roles at Software One, And you told us today, officially, you started as an account manager. So yeah, what does that mean for the, the day job portion of what you do? And how does how do you feel like some of that does tie into the consistency with the last you know twenty five minutes that we've talked about? Yeah, it's really consistent with who I have been and the roles that I've really been in pretty much my whole career. I was literally just talking to my market leader today. We were laughing, and I said, "You know, account management to me is customer relationship management. It is uh, customer success management. It is you know, it has a lot of titles, but at the end of the day, it is you are being the voice of the customer. You are making sure they are happy. You are the quarterback. You are making sure that." Um, they get connected with who they need to get connected to to get you know their problem solved um, or to help their business um, and things like that. So for me, I've always been a customer centric person. Every role that I have is very focused on customer care, and so it's right there in my wheelhouse. Um, and so uh, I started out my first job at fourteen was working in a housing authority with people in low income housing in the maintenance department, answering the phones and creating orders for the maintenance workers to go out and fix stuff that was wrong in their house. So I used to get irate people calling all the time, (laughs) you know, which that job led into me doing tech support for AT&T at one point. So irate customers call it all the time. (laughs) You know, I was already, you know, knowing how to handle that and like thinking, how would I want to feel, right? How how would I want to be treated in this situation? So the way I do it at Software One now, you know, is really like making sure I touch point with my customers and when they are asking for something, I at least acknowledge them early and say, hey, got your message. Here's what we're doing. You know, keeping them up to date, making sure they feel like we're paying attention and not letting something slide for days, you know, not responding and all that. So I'm really big on the customer experience. And so it's it's natural for me, you know, to do a role like this. And so I'm excited to see where it goes and, you know, how it evolves. Yeah, I think one time when we were talking, you said, um, or you're talking about when you were working like with, with your boys or talking about school and you were like, yeah, you're, you're just going to have to, you have to think critically and solve problems. Like that's what you're, <laughs> that's, 
like that's yes. what what you need to be able to do to like provide good customers. And like the way you just summed it up, you're like, yeah, think critically, solve problems. I love it. That's all I do. That's- and I love that. Like you summed it up so perfectly. I don't think we realize that. I think that sometimes we complicate things and you know, even like you said, I got, I have two boys, they're 10 and 12. They'll be, I'm, I'm going to have a 13 year old this year. Oh my gosh. Um, help me pray for me. Uh, <laughs> but I do, that is like, as I'm raising them, I tell them, I'm like, I've never had kids before you guys. So guess what? <laughs> We're learning this together. But what I will say, I'm That's great. what I wish I would have learned and what I wish I would have known. So what I know now on this side of life, I'm coming back to you and saying, Hey, guess what guys, if you do this now, then you won't have to do this later, you know, or whatever. And so learning that math and science is nothing but learning how to do have processes and procedures and how to backtrack and solve problems, you know? So for me, if you can solve problems, if you can think critical, you can communicate well, you can be successful. That's literally like, you know, the top three, I say. And obviously top four would be Working well with people, <laughs> learning mm-hmm. how to be a good mm-hmm. team player, being how, you know, working with people you may not like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, yeah. can you get what needs to get done done and go beyond what, how you feel about something? It's can we get the goal accomplished? So that stuff that I've learned in my time and I try to, you know, give that back to them as well. So. So, yeah, I think we overcomplicated, it, but it's not really complicated. <laughs> If I could um, maybe put you on the spot a little bit regarding Software One, I, I think you've spoken about a lot of things that you like about the organization that we've done. But if we flip it to like maybe our portfolio of what we offer customers and what we can do, what's something that you think, you know, in your experience the last couple of years that Software One is good at that you've seen we've done for a customer or we're actively doing for a customer now that you think, man, this is a great service or this is a great product? Honestly, our people, our people, I, I'm going to say I've worked and I'll throw some names out there. I work for <laughs> AT&T, I work for Cisco Systems, which is one of our partners. I work for some big name companies and I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> and I think I brought this up before um, when, when Bo Black Girls came to Software One. Um, I have not had a experience within a company culture, like I've had at Software One. I feel like we're definitely super scrappy, right? Like we'll yeah. figure something out. We will customize something. <laughs> it does not have to be what's on our website or how you know it looks. We will make it work for customers. And that is really big. But outside of that, how I feel, um, we're not perfect, first of all. Let's just you know yep. put that out there. We're not exactly. perfect. But I will say how I feel as a Black woman working in the organization, I have never had as a peaceful of an experience in an in a company as I've had at Software One, specifically around microaggressions, drama, you know, just how people treat you and the typical corporate stuff, like how Bold Bad Girls got started, what we were talking about. I really don't, I, I have not seen that. And I think that the first day when I when I met you two. I learned that early on. I was like, okay, so I'm here. I've met a bunch of people from this company all at once. They uh-huh. can't have all like had a meeting before we came here. <laughs> be super nice, right? Like these are people who are, live all over the country and they all are cool. Like the culture was just really great to me as far as how people were, you know, were, how they treated me and things like that. So I know this isn't like a part of our portfolio. Or whatever, <laughs> it is a well, part of our core values. Really about, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, it's a part of our, our core values. And I think, yeah. you know, that is something that you can't 
because you got a bunch of partners out there and companies that do a lot of different things, but there are certain things that you can't replicate. And I think who the people are that are here is, uh, you know, and those that will be coming, I think we're establishing our, our culture even more um, and expanding what we consider the culture. And I think that part alone, like the willingness to um, to do that, I think is is a really big value add for Software One. So if I might summarize a little, it's not that we're necessarily blowing all our competition out of the water with regards to the, you know, specific uh, offering or, you know, the wording of the offering or whatever, but it's the people behind that. And you said scrappy, right? So the people we can go figure out what to do, the scrappiness, the ability to adjust on the fly, to customize, all those kind of things that go into working with another person, which is another company, is really where you see we do the best job at. I 100%. 100%. the Levi summaries. He's always saying <laughs> I, I try. Um, I mean, on that note, I know we've probably only got a couple minutes left. I don't know, Abby, if you have anything else that's burning topic we want to discuss or we want to let Aries um, have some free time to wrap things up. Yeah, I think we can probably have like Aries. If there's anything you wanna wanna add, I mean, we could do a few rapid fire too, Levi. I, I am curious oh, what Aries was like as a teenager. <laughs> oh no, you don't want to know about that. <laughs> Maybe we <laughs> we save that as a mystery then. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for part two. Or, or do they that. they have to go I'll back and that. listen to 126 episodes of Bold Black Girls first, and then right. Then that will definitely be a call to action. Is Go subscribe to Bold Black Girls Podcast. It is for everyone. If you want to learn, you want to hear what we're talking about, you want to get in on the conversation, it's myself and my co-host, Kim, who is one of my best friends. So we just talk, you know, and you get to kind of hear our perspectives on different things. We're not experts. We are just sharing our experience and our journey. And I think it's worth it to hear kind of the things that we have to think about, you know, on, um, and I know Levi and your wife. She also listens, yeah. she supports us, she follows us on um, Instagram and things as well. So, so yeah, I mean, I, and, and to answer your uh, question, Abby, I'm the same. I'm, I'm realizing that I've been the same person. Uh, I'm growing, obviously, and developing <laughs> and getting better. But I really have had the same kind of mindset, I think, since I was a teenager. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I hear, I'm glad to know I that. I would have been like, it would have kept me up at night not knowing. <laughs> Something I hear you say on your podcast with Kim is that we're all works in progress, right? Yes. Uh, that's uh, so. You should be. If you're not, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this I, has been I, awesome. This is awesome. I agree. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Thanks so Thank much, Thank you so much, Aries. I'm glad we are finally doing this. I feel like we've been talking about having you on for a while, so. Yes. Thank this you for having me. I'm super excited. I couldn't wait for today. I'm like, I'm finally going to get to be on this little thank you I appreciate you that's been another episode of the Swell Files music editing and mixing by Brandon Avenger and we love to hear from you so send us your feedback and future guest recommendations we're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode